I get the workspace set up first. But just starting with like a blank canvas, some acrylic paint, and then just like a palette where I can pour some of the paints out and then like mix them as I go. A cup of water to clean the brushes. And I also use a spray bottle to add like some drip effects, turn on like a podcast or something, and then just do. This is For Colorful Girls, season two. My name is Sadia Sabri, and I work in the field of urban planning, and I'm also a visual artist and YouTuber on the side. From a young age, I always had a an interest in learning about different cities and learning about how other people live. I was very nerdy as a kid. I would spend my free time just on Wikipedia looking at random cities. It's like, oh, okay, this is Detroit. Like, oh, and reading about it or like, oh, this is Baltimore. And looking at the demographics, looking at the history, how the city was founded, the landmarks in a place. My grandpa actually for a long time had a U.S. map in his office. So I would just look at that and just, okay, so we're in Philly and okay, all these other like different places. I'm like, oh, I want to go here. I've heard about this place. And I would really just sit and just stare at that map for long periods of time. Even before I started doing any painting, anytime I would travel somewhere, I would try to check out whatever local murals or street art district or whatever they had in the city. Just seeing the different colors and just how people can make statements through the art was really inspiring to me. So I think subconsciously just the way that color is used and almost the chaos of cities here they have a graffiti pier every time you go it looks a little bit different because people are adding their own stuff when i was young i enjoyed drawing and painting and stuff like that but i never considered myself an artist you know it was a hobby i would do in my free time a lot of people in my family are talented artists my grandpa he was a painter he doesn't really paint much anymore my uncle, he's a graffiti artist. He does painting as well. My mom is a really talented artist. So I think some of it is just genetic, I guess. <laughs> just having that inclination to create things. When I was really young, I spent a lot of time in my room. Like, oh, I get to sit and draw. And that was fun for me. So I think a lot of the things that I enjoy now has been me returning back to the things that I enjoyed as a kid. Art has always been a necessary outlet for me. It's taken different forms over the course of my life, but that's been a very consistent thing, the need for me to express myself in some way. I kind of started painting this fairly recent. During the pandemic, I was moving and I was like, oh, you know, I want to have a really nice art piece in my apartment. So I was looking online and I'm like, oh, this art is way out of my, out of my budget. I can't afford this. So let me see if I can just create something myself. So I watched like a couple of tutorials. I knew I wanted to do something abstract, learned about what the process would be, went to the art supply store, got the stuff, and then just started from there. So I really enjoyed that process. And that was back in June of 2020. Didn't really do anything for like six months. And then people would see it and they're like, oh, you did that? I'm like, yeah. Oh, can you do one for me? I would post a lot of what I was doing on Instagram too. And I think that's what helped. It was like, oh, like that's dope, you do your own painting. 
From there, I just started doing it more consistently. It was something I could do purely for myself because it gave me joy. It wasn't about, oh, I'm doing this for profit. Or, oh, I'm doing this because like I have to. It's like, oh, this is something I have just for me. I do it even if no one else got to ever see it. That's how I knew that it was something I enjoyed. One thing that kind of made me fearful before I even started YouTube or before I started trying to publicize my art more was just thinking about how many other people are in that space. What am I bringing that's different? If all these other people are already doing it, why should I even bother putting myself out there? But I would say if it feels right and if it feels like it's in alignment with what you want to do and you want to take that next step and pursue your creative endeavors more intensely, then just do it. I mean, the worst that could happen is, all right, it's a lesson learned. Maybe things didn't go the way that you thought they would, but now you have that experience. Fairly recently, I went to Texas to do a painting. And when I was sitting and actually painting, I'm like, you know, I just feel like I'm in the zone. I'm really just in the flow, you know? And there's not a lot of time, at least in my life, that I have where I can just be fully present. And I feel like when I'm creating, that's when I'm being more mindful, I'm being more present. I'm thinking about, oh, what colors would work best? And there's not a right or wrong. It's just like, oh, okay, I can just kind of intuitively do things and just see how it looks. And if it doesn't look good, then cool. Try again. You know what I mean? My grandma, she passed recently in December. I spent a lot of time with her growing up. Whatever I wanted to do, she's like, oh, okay, cool. Even with the YouTube stuff, I just remember after she passed, I had to look something up on her computer. So at this point, Sadia gets a bit emotional talking about her grandma, which is understandable. So I'll help her out here. Not long after her grandma passed away, Sadia had to look up something on her grandma's computer. And when she did, she went to YouTube and... In the search history, it was like, she had typed in like my channel. So that was the only thing in the search history. And that's how she was. She didn't even tell me that she was watching them, but she was always just... And even with the art stuff, when I wanted to make the painting, my uncle was actually supposed to go with me because he had a truck and he was supposed to come pick me up and we would go buy the supplies because he also paints and stuff too. So I'm like, oh, you can help me figure out what I need to get. And then something came up, he couldn't do it. So my grandma was like, oh, I can drive you over there. My car should be big enough. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't want to take you out of your way, but you know, that would be super helpful. I appreciate it. So the first time that I had bought any, she, she took me to, to get it. And that's just how she was, though, with, with all of us, her kids, grandkids, just whatever we wanted to do, just she was that support system for a lot of people. Just having that, just genuine encouragement and support, it really meant a lot. And I aspire to be that way for the people in my life as well. You know, loss is a part of life, and it's something that we all deal with at different times. So. Of course I miss her and I miss her presence, but you know, she lived a life that she should be proud of, we could all be proud of, and she left behind a legacy of like, okay, well, she always went out of her way to support us. What can I do to support the people in my life? I felt like for a long time in my day-to-day -day work, I wasn't able to express that creative side of myself. So for me as an urban planner, one of my goals is to kind of change the, the narrative surrounding urban planning. 
trying to get as many diverse voices involved in the conversation regarding city planning and really just try to bring the community into it to make sure that the plans are meeting the needs of the people in these communities. I had to let go, and it's like a process that I'm still working on, like letting go of expectations in personal and professional life. I always felt like by this time, I would have more stuff like figured out. And I'm like, that plan that I had, <laughs> that went, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, so being less rigid about my expectations, my timeline, and I'm intentional about the goals. I know where I want to be, but I have to be more flexible about the path. There's a quote from Kahin Day Wiley that says, Art is about changing what we see in our everyday lives and representing it in such a way that it gives us hope. For me, Sadia's story, her art, her experiences with urban planning and travel, and her grandma all represent this. I hope you enjoyed her story, and I hope you'll follow her to find out more. So I have a website. It's sabree, S-A-B-R-E-E, studio.com. I'm also on Instagram. I have my personal quesadilla, Q-U-E-S-A-D-I-Y-A-H. That's also my YouTube handle. And then I also have an Instagram for my art. I'm attempting to do a 30-day art challenge where I want to post a different piece of art-related content every day. So some cool stuff coming soon. This has been For Colorful Girls. It's been over a year and we're excited to begin this season with new stories. And if you want to listen to last season's episodes as well as the latest episodes from this season, visit fourcolorfulgirls.com. You can also check us out on Instagram at fourcolorfulgirls. We're also on Twitter at FCG underscore podcast. Listen to Four Colorful Girls wherever you get your podcast.